I'm WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C. He's been around the block. I think you're going to agree with what I'm about to start this segment with. All right. How you doing, Sean? I'm good. How are you? Um, Excellent. I, I know you've been watching the hearings all day. I, I, yep. I can only take as much as I can take at this point. I understand. All right. But you got to admit, give, I'm going to give props to the Democrats. After three years of delay, 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 obfuscate, 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 make you hunt and fish and do all these things to get information and then say, oh, that's old news. And it's the a- Democrats have played defense, and I think gone by the book on this. You know, mm-hmm. uh, both parties, when, you're, when your party's in the administration, uh, there are very few examples that run counter to this. About the only one I can think of off the top of my head was Howard Baker asking the what did the president know and when did he know it question. Basically, the, you say things like, we've learned nothing, there are no new facts, this is a partisan waste of time, it's a witch hunt, and you carry the water for your people from the administration. The Democrats have done exactly that today, and I don't think anybody should be surprised. That was their main goal today. But with that said, there were many revelations today. I never knew. I don't think I would use the word revelation. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, I think, think there was that a... Republicans told me yesterday Why are you making uh, my... when I asked around there would be no bombshells, and I think that's been true, but there have been new facts that have been laid out, but I, I don't think, judging from Hillary Clinton's disposition right now in the hearing and outside the hearing when she just walked in the hallway a few minutes ago, Excuse she that. is all smart. Smiles, and I think her people are all smiles at this point in time because, as yeah. we discussed, a draw works for her very well. I totally agree. There's no doubt about it. But but here's the problem with with that strategy of hers. This is what we now know: 600 plus times they requested security, and she says, "Well, I had no idea. I didn't see it. Not one of them." Well, they you know they have not brought forward any evidence that it got to her level, and she said today that Stevens had the ambassador had the ability to email and was in touch with her aides but never sent any request for security. But that's pretty stunning. Now, here's the other part. We know well, it all went to those mid-level officials who were hauled before the, the I think, the Government Oversight Committee a few years ago by Daryl Issa, if but I that, remember but correctly. But that's only one part of it. We also today really honed in on the fact that she told her own family it was an Al-Qaeda-type group, inspired group, the night of the attack. She told other people the day after that this was not related to a YouTube video or spontaneous, that this was a terrorist attack. And then she told the American people, almost at the same time, just the opposite. So that, that to me, exposes a huge lie on her part. I think what you're going to get out of this is both parties will be able to reach in and pull out segments of this that they will run incessantly to either say, see, Hillary Clinton never told the truth in the first place, or see, those darn Republicans are doing nothing but playing politics. They haven't really pushed her very much today, I don't think. There have been one or two times where she got sort of flustered, but never really has she been on the defensive in anything but today. I, but I think you're, you're glossing over a very key point. We now know that the day of the attack and the day after the attack, she directly said it wasn't related to a YouTube video and directly repeatedly said that this was a terrorist attack 
Well, I think told, that's what and, she said she, the next day, if I remember correctly, too. But, I don't think she mentioned the YouTube video. And the point is, is that but that she contradicted her own narrative because of the position that we were in politically. And I think you have to see this through the prism of the 2012 election. Oh, it's all politics. Absolutely. You can't look at this in any other way as it was going on. We were at a debate, as I remember correctly, mm -hmm. one of the uh, pr presidential debates. Of course, it was all politics. Everything that happens. So is when politics. she when she and this was new information, when she emailed her family, as we now know, that night and told them the attackers were an Al-Qaeda-like group, and she told the Egyptian prime minister the next day, quote, we know the attack in Libya had nothing to do with the film. It was a planned attack. Um, that, to me, just, it, it, it takes the entire narrative of a YouTube video and a spontaneous demonstration, which we all knew was nuts anyway, because spontaneous demonstrators don't carry around RPGs, which apparently they had in this attack. And then you add it to the 600 requests that she got, I would grant that lower-level people had them. She never got it. But she did get Sid Vicious Blumenthal's emails, who had never been to uh, Libya and knew nothing about Libya, according to his own testimony. Look, I think the biggest thing that's not there today that would have made this all different, even if there was just one email from the ambassador to a top Clinton aide about you know some kind of request, uh, that would have been a game-changer. But there's not that. And so then you get back to, of course, she's the boss, I mean, the buck stops with her. Let's be honest. I mean, it's like you're in charge of the whole place. But wait a minute. The 600 requests coupled with Stevens cabling Washington uh, saying that the CIA is telling him that Al-Qaeda training camps are within Benghazi. What else do you need to know about that? Well, they, they evidently didn't get up the chain of command. Yeah. And we can argue all day about should it or is it, you know, when does it? I mean, that's the whole thing in a big enterprise, a big department like that. Those mid-level people make those decisions about what moves up and what goes further. But really, the buck doesn't stop with her, then. Either it does well, or it doesn't. Well, in a sense, it, it only does theoretically. It's just like with, I mean, it, it'd be the same thing. You could blame President Obama for what happened there. No. Well, you could say that he was in charge of the administration well, you, under which one of his ambassadors was but killed. She but she claimed success for Libya. As a matter of fact, when she went before the United Nations and, you know, she was touting Libya as a model operation in her speech to the U.N., now the, the embassy's closed, Libya's collapsed, and it's turned into a terrorist safe haven. Sure, and they were trying to push her on that. She kept pushing back, but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, but then again, I look at the, the broader political picture and... I'm not sure that the future of Libya is going to play in like who lost Libya sort of, uh, you know, as an issue in the 2016 race. But I think from the from the from the side of the Republicans, all their questions, all their efforts today are totally legitimate and it's understandable. I mean, they're looking at this in a broader context to try to find ways to get after her. And the Democrats are doing their best to try to undercut and say, oh, it's just nothing. Move on. Let me let me point out one other thing. You and I had been discussing this all week that the the prior investigations, the ARB, the Accountability Review Board, right out of the box today. I thought Trey Gowdy just knocked it out of the park as he pointed out that the ARB ARB uh, is you know the State Department's handpicked members that were appointed to that board. They never interviewed Sec Secretary Clinton. They never reviewed her emails. Secretary Clinton's top advisor was allowed to review and suggest changes to the ARB report before the public ever saw it. There's no transcript of the interviews with the ARB. And as he pointed out, it's impossible to know whether relevant questions were asked and then answered because there's no transcript. It's impossible to cite any of the interviews at all. That's not independent. And, and he made a good defense of the prior committees as well, that they had never requested a whole litany of things, which I was pretty stunned about. That, that this committee is the first to review 50,000 pages of documents because they insisted they be produced. 
the first committee to demand access to the eyewitnesses because the other investigations didn't talk to as many. The first committee to interview scores of other witnesses for the first time, review thousands of documents of State Department personnel to demand access to relevant information from the CIA, FBI, Department of Defense, State Department. The first to demand access even to Ambassador Chris Stevens' emails, which, as we both know, came in two days ago. Yeah, they uh, they dumped 900 of them last night and like 1,500 the day before, which should have seen the reaction in the press gallery up here when we got that notice. It was like, are you kidding me? You know, I mean, that's just when you hear stories like that and you hear of an administration doing that, you just shake your head and think, really, you're, you're going to wait till the last two days to dump all that stuff. Now, that being said, uh, I think uh, the one thing that the Republicans have not been able to do today is they haven't gotten Clinton off of her game and forced her to lose her cool yet. You know, I, I think if we look back at the first two hearings on this in 2013, the only thing that we all remember is the what difference does it make moment when she got in that little spat with Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. I've sent several times today that uh, Hillary Clinton has sort of pulled herself back and almost internally calmed herself down to try not to get in sort of a back and forth with any Republican on the panel. And uh, they, they haven't been able to sort of get her flustered enough uh, to say something or to engage in a sharp exchange with any of the GOP members. Yeah, well, I, I just, look, I, I know I understand both sides of this whole thing. I, I think the idea that this is three years and a month plus later is insane and ridiculous. I, I You know, I'm not surprised that your colleagues were aghast at the idea that you know, 24 hours, less than 24 hours, they dumped 900 more emails on the committee, uh, things that should have been handed over from day one. Um, you know, you pointed out, well, they weren't requested, but all relevant things were requested. That's, that's I'm amazed that none of the other committees asked for Stevens's emails. I don't know what was going on there. It would seem like that that would be a logical thing to get. I don't know if maybe it was involved in the FBI didn't want to turn them over because of investigation or what, but it just seems like that would be one of those things that you would certainly grab. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, so overall, I guess it's fairly predictable. Overall, I think you give the Democrats props. They're really good at the delay, 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 and then say, oh, this is old news routine, which we have They're going to spin as hard. Well, both both sides in the hallways uh, outside are spinning as hard as they can, going by the stakeout to sort of, you know, give their their view, their play-by-play more than anything to try to set the tone. And, uh, you know, again, this it, it reminds me almost of like a presidential debate, like a presidential uh, kind of event where both sides are doing as hard as they can to try to push it. And realistically, again, I, I think the Clinton people and the, uh, the Democrats uh, in D.C. right now are feeling pretty good about this overall. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't I don't know what some people were expecting. My expectations were pretty much what we got today. But I do think that on the issues of before security denied, that's a responsibility. I had no idea it was 600. That shocked me today. I've interviewed the people that were at the adjoining CIA annex. We already know during they told me stand down order. And now, of course, she was saying it was a terrorist attack within hours and days after. And then that narrative became a, a false narrative about a YouTube video and being must, a spontaneous. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a checkmate case case made clear but are the American people likely paying as close attention to this as they should? No. What, I just saw a poll that said 10% of Americans think Benghazi is in Egypt. 8% think it's in Syria. You just made me 4% laugh. 4% think it's in Iran. And 3% think Benghazi is in Cuba. Did you know the Obama Justice Department is now telling reporters that they believe Hillary's server may have been hacked by China? 
Now, I, Fox I Business. I thought we had heard that, yes. Yeah, well, ma- meaning have been, not attempted to, hacked. Um, here's what Fox Business is citing sources close to the Department of Justice that are concerned the emails sent from her personal device while overseas, et cetera, was, was in fact breached. In other words, they're now confirming it. We knew that Russia tried five times. We know that the Germany tried. We know that China, uh, China tried, and maybe even Iran when all said and done. But anyway, a Justice Department official added, those telecommunications companies over there often have government workers in there. That telecom in that foreign country could then follow the trail of emails back to the server in the U.S., break into the server. Anyway, quote, the Justice Department official, they quote, also used the words reckless, stunning, and unbelievable in discussing the controversy swirling around Clinton's use of a private non-government email account, as well as her use of a personal BlackBerry, iPad, home server, while Secretary of State. And as you and I talk uh, right now, they have not gotten to that issue yet in this hearing today. Yeah, amazing. Now, everybody forgets. Everyone says, well, why are we talking about the email server? Because it was only this investigation that discovered it. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, I, I asked one Republican on the committee, though, yesterday. I said, what do you think is going to be the, the, the questions that will uh, be tougher for Hillary Clinton to answer, Benghazi or the emails? And without missing a beat, he said, oh, Benghazi, Benghazi. Yeah, it's just crazy. All right, anything else happening before we have to let you go? Yeah, it looks like Paul Ryan is on his way to being the next speaker. I think he's got enough support locked up now. Also, we've just had the president veto the big uh, major defense authorization bill. That's his fifth veto overall so that'll come back for a veto override but uh, the republicans will be short in both the house and senate all right jamie dupree in washington thank you sir as uh, always and uh, i guess you'll be watching this till midnight tonight good luck i'll be here yes i will (laughs) 